0: Welcome to the show called Let's Talk Homeschool. I'm Davis and I'm with Rachel and we are your hosts. Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to episode number 22. Today's show is titled I Shall Not Want. I wonder if that gets you a little wondering what we're going to be talking about. Well, as you know, Let's Talk Homeschool is a show about everything homeschooling. And we were our homeschool family. We have seven children. And once upon a time, they were all small and younger. And Christmas was a big event in the house, as it might be for yours as well. So I shall not want plays in, as you'll find out. But in this show, we want to talk about our homeschooling journey during that time as other times so that we can affirm, encourage, challenge, and inspire you in your adventure of a lifetime that we call home education.
1: We want to be your coaches, your cheerleaders, your biggest fans. We want to be for you what we didn't have in those early days with all of those little kids and this overwhelming task of home education. We want to encourage you, be your mentors, train and teach you, and root you on every step of the way. We believe if there's ever been a time to homeschool, it's now. It's now.
0: The sponsor of this show is Apologia Educational Ministries, whose mission is to help homeschooling families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith. Apologia is the number one publisher of creation-based science and Bible curricula for homeschooling families, with over 80 number one awards covering a time span of more than 12 years in a row. Now that's impressive, but more importantly, that's why Apologia is trusted by homeschooling families all across the USA and the world. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. And you should know by now, you also need to check out homeschool-101.com. There you can sign up to receive email updates, all kinds of downloadable items, freebies, activities, so on, and of course, your podcast monthly updates. Okay, Rachel, let's talk homeschool. Okay. It's here. It is. We are officially starting the Advent season. Now, for our audience members, we hope that they have plans to enjoy this holiday season, remember and ponder the incarnation of Jesus Christ, and make some good memories with loved ones. But Christmas is often a time of gift-giving and receiving. So how can you help your little ones focus more on the real reason for the season and not get caught up in all the commercialization that is brightly displayed right in front of them any time you're walking through a store?
1: Okay, that's a great question. It's the million-dollar question, and I think really it starts with just not hanging out in the stores a lot, right? Just not going there. I think that's one of the huge, huge things that we can do as parents is we can control what we expose them to in terms of what the world says this season is about and what we know the season to really be about. And so I'm not, um, I'm not proposing balance. I'm not sure that that's actually possible, um, but I do believe that we can control how much they see and how much commercialization, mm-hmm. but even then, right, we're, we don't live in a bubble right. and we're going to be out. And I think... We've got to make sure that we are listening to what our kids are saying because that's always an indication of where their heart is. Exactly. When we've talked about that time after time after time. And the Bible says this, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So during this season, when we are trying so desperately to get our kids to focus on God's greatest gift, his son, the son of God coming and taking on human flesh, That's a remarkable gift that gets sidelined in so many ways during this season. So what our issue was during Christmas when we had all those littles was the nagging little phrase, I want.
0: Yes. yes. Do you remember that? I do. Oh, my goodness. Well, and and let me back up because today's show is specifically about this one parenting tip that we want to share with our listeners today. Uh, But there's many other things you can do. During the Advent season, you can do Jesse trees. You can do Advent uh, candles and wreaths. You can go to worship services, uh, choir concerts, uh, read the Bible story during your family worship time. There's plenty you can do to help you focus on the incarnation and the birth of Christ. But as we're saying, we don't live in a bubble. And so it's almost impossible for a kid somewhere in the month of December not to say, I want... This toy. Right. I want that item. Exactly. I want this for Christmas. Exactly.
1: And it sounds so innocent in some ways. I mean, we've all heard the whiny I want you know, that just that just is like fingernails right. on a chalkboard. <laughs> but we're even talking about the maybe sounding innocent I want right. because it's indicative of a heart condition that I believe is putting the things of the world before the things of God.
0: Well, and with Little children, that's where as parents it's so easy to see our own sinfulness. Oh
1: my goodness, I know. Yeah, and
0: and and so, and it can be difficult and to realize when we look in our own mirror. Yeah, I got the same problem that that my kids have. Yeah, but as you're saying, getting to the heart of the matter. Reigning in this selfishness that we can all have so deeply seated inside of us because of the sin nature that we have, that's what we're trying to rein in right. with this specific tool that is best applied during Christmas, although this is something you can use all year round. Right. So, would you want to share this wonderful thing you want me to well i mean you've you've
1: built it up so much i think there's it might be anticlimactic for our listeners but when our kids were little and we started being inundated with the seasonal i wants from all of the kids and i and we've talked about this before but it i think it's important to say here look i get it the my focus as a child for Christmas was the Sears catalog. (laughs) I was all about what I was going to get. I was so profoundly selfish. I was a product of the commercialization of the Christmas holiday. There was no Jesus in the Christmas that I celebrated as a child. It was all about me. It was completely hijacked about what I was going to get. I was the center of
0: the season as far as I was concerned. Oh, yeah, and I remember getting, you know, Covered in gifts at Christmas time. Yeah. I mean, it was when I look back at how much we got as gifts for Christmas. I mean, God bless my parents and grandparents for giving us so much, but holy cow. It it was too much if you get right down to it. it because it bred that expectation that Christmas was about me
1: right and there were no limits set on it I mean I you know you get the Sears catalog and of course Sears isn't even around anymore but I mean you get your Sears catalog and I had it dog eared and highlighted and circled and. You know, I went to bed at night dreaming of what was going to be under the tree. And when mm-hmm. mom would dare to wrap another package and put it under the tree, I was sizing it up to see which item oh, exactly. in the Sears catalog it was. Tearing
0: the corner to see if you boxes. could figure out what I mean, was it was I mean, it was just awful.
1: Yeah. So I, I need to make sure that our, our listeners know that. Right. But I, I wanted something better for our kids. You know, when you and I... Went through the transition of discovering the real meaning of Christmas and our own spiritual journey. And Jesus did become the center of our celebration at Christmas time. And the kids started with the I want. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Right. I didn't, How
0: do we bring rain this in?
1: Yeah, I didn't want the world to steal away his presence yes. from the whole season. And so we used the first line of the most favorite famous psalm in the Bible and perhaps the most famous passage in the Bible, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. What's the next line?
0: I shall not want.
1: Yeah. And so we used that. And Davis, if we had just a penny for every time we <laughs> said it during the Christmas season specifically. Or had specifically, our kids say it. Oh my goodness. Because they would do the I want, which was completely in concert with a choir of culture singing, I want, I want, gimme, gimme, gimme. And we would go, no, the nope. Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And we tried to get them to say, I shall not want with right. Us. The,
0: right. The way you typically play it out is we're going along, maybe we're walking in a store sure, and they see a bicycle, right? You know, the greatest Christmas Classic. gift of all time. Classic. And they say, oh, mom, dad, I want that bicycle. And we would just look at them and say, the Lord is my Thank shepherd. And they would have this, like, pause and go, I shall not want. Correct. In response. And it, it became, you know, the verse we said more than any other verse in December to help train our kids. Because as, as parents, you know, uh, your kids require more than one uh, lesson in training. Yeah, wouldn't that they, be nice? Wouldn't <laughs> they it require be nice? more than one week in training. Right. It literally is 24-7. And sometimes you can find yourself... Feeling like you're saying uh, the same thing over and over again, you're setting them a timeout over and over again, you're doing all this discipline that can wear you out. And so, even with this one, don't let it exasperate you as a parent or frustrate you. Let it be this great Deuteronomy 6 opportunity to teach your kids as you're just going along life and they say, Mom, Dad, I want, say, The Lord is my shepherd. Oh, that's right, I I shall shall not not want." want. And, and it really does apply too because if you look at what is Psalm 23 about, it's saying, God is all I need. Right. It's not that he's just enough. He's all I need. I don't need or want for anything else right. if I got my shepherd. And so it really does apply. It's not, I don't believe it's taking a verse out of context to get no, not you not know, at all. a Christmas message into our kids. It's literally saying, No, the Lord is my shepherd. I don't want for anything else. And so it begins to uh, help the kids pull back from I want, I want, I want, to possibly remember reminding themselves, no, the Lord is my shepherd. I, mm-hmm. I don't need to want all these things that I'm seeing and thinking uh, that I want without really thinking about it. Exactly.
1: I, I meant to study this in preparation for this podcast today, but my understanding about in the original Hebrew The phrase, the Lord is my shepherd, the part that says, I shall not want, I believe, at least I've heard this from preachers in the past say that a more literal translation is, I shall not lack, meaning he is. All we need. Right. There's not anything that we really need. Now that doesn't mean there aren't things we want, but those are two substantially different categories. And again, I think this is a teaching moment for us and our kids. There are things that we want, right? Our flesh wants. We want to have the things of the world. That's that sinful nature, that's that materialism, that that culture that we live in, just a collection of stuff, right? But then there's the things that we need. And the Lord our shepherd has provided for all of our needs all of our needs we have the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self control those are the things that we don't lack when we're walking with him and and truth be told davis those are the things we ought to want right are the fruit of the spirit Oh, that we would long for patience and self-control. The things of First Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind. Those are the things that our hearts should be drawn to based on the sufficiency of Christ and the gift that God has given us through his Son.
0: Well, right. And I think of Psalm 37 4. You know, when our desires are God's desires, right. he loves to give us exactly. those same things because We're thinking godly things. We're desiring and wanting godly things, which will probably boil down to wanting to be with God, spend time with him Mm. and his word and prayer uh, Mm -hmm. in solitude and rest. uh, Mm -hmm. All the things that are hard for us as Americans, as humans with a sinful nature. Uh, And so with our kids, this really is a great time to train them because they're probably going to say, I want 100 times per kid or more. And it's a great opportunity then for you not to be frustrated because parenting can be hard work and tiring work yeah. and exhausting work. So if you if you take us up on this, don't use it to you know, berate your kids right. and say, "No, the Lord is my shepherd." Right. Use it as one of those soft teaching tools remembering that you're teaching a little sheep right. that's gone astray again as we right. all do so easily. And like Psalm 23, they need to come back to their good shepherd and remember he's the one that'll lead them by still waters and green pastures and anoint their head with oil. And that's the best for all of our kids. But you you might find yourself repeating slowly, calmly and carefully to them, the Lord is my shepherd I and shall. have them say, I shall not want as many times as they start that sentence and that conversation with Oh, I want, I want. Uh, And sometimes it may not even be related to a Christmas gift they want, but they want something in the house. They want a toy that their brother or sister is trying to take from them, and you can turn it into another teaching tool then.
1: Well, and at the risk of sounding self-serving, which this potentially would, I wrote a book on this. You know, I remember when we started saying this thing, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, And boy, if anything ever bounced back in my own face, that phraseology did. When we saw it in our kids, this selfish wanting, especially during the Christmas season, and we sought to take it captive, the Lord was simultaneously seeking to take it captive in my own heart. Right. Because sometimes as adults, as parents, we're smart enough not to use the phraseology, right? Right. We don't say I we want. We mask it a lot better. We mask it and we and we deceive ourselves and other people, thinking that we've we're fine and we're good. But I'm here to tell you, you start saying this over and over with your kids. Start helping them refocus their heart and mind on the things of God. And I really do believe you will find yourself as parents having a profound opportunity to refocus your heart and mind on the things that really matter.
0: Oh, exactly. And the book you're referring to, of course, is How Many Times Do I Have to Tell You? And it's a compilation of 68 things you say to your kids that God is probably trying to say to you. As you, you know, ironically,
1: heard. this one didn't make the cut. I didn't I put know, this I'm one just in the book. About that. And it should have been because we said it so many times. <laughs> Correct. But the point is, as parents, not only do we need to take advantage of the opportunity to make sure our children are focused on Jesus this season, we need to make sure that we're focused on Jesus on. and the beautiful incredible gift that God gave us in sending His Son.
0: Right. Well, and today is December 2nd, but uh, this month we actually have a few special podcasts for you. So uh, we normally post twice a month. We're actually posting several times this month with some Christmas devotionals uh, that uh, um You'll just have to watch, uh, keep your podcast updated and see when they come up. But we got several for you uh, this month instead of the usual two. So, Rachel, it's time to bring this conversation to a close.
1: Yeah, that happens.
0: But Merry Christmas, Happy Advent to all of our listeners. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us again this month for some of our Christmas devotionals. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with your friends. This is Let's Talk Homeschool. And we are your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen. We want to thank our sponsor, Apologia Educational Ministries. Have a great day, a great Advent season. And until next time, we are walking by faith and enjoying the homeschooling adventure of a lifetime.